you have to rely on the team. You have to get a second pair of ears or a third or a fourth or a fifth because it's like writer's block, isn't it? You're stuck. It's not working. You need someone else to come in and say, why don't you try this? Get rid of that. Put this in. Yes, I think you're going to like this one. Hello, my name is Dom Evans. I'm head of production at The Fox in Melbourne. Hey, thanks for listening to Broadcast. My guest today is Sam Wickens, station sound producer at the BBC in London, working with Matt Fisher and the team. Um, That team are incredibly talented at what they do and pump out some of the world's finest production I hear. In this episode, there are no less than 14 brilliant pieces of production. Count them if you like. Let's not waste any more time. Sam, how are you, legend? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, good. So the classic UK recording time difference, 6pm in Australia, 9am in the UK. Yeah, it works for me. It's good. <laughs> First coffee of the day. Have you, have you had a sip? Yeah. I've had a sip. It's lovely. It's good. good. Excellent. We were just having a little quick chat before we started about how things are in the UK at the moment. It's um, still a little bit weird over there, I take it. Yeah, it is. Um, they've changed the advice from stay at home to stay alert, which for the majority of people is incredibly confusing. Yeah, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> uh, exactly. I don't know. But um, I think everyone's doing their best to still stay at home if they can. Radio 1. BBC. You know, whenever we chat, I'm just constantly shocked when I remember you haven't actually been doing this that long because your work is outstanding, brother. Oh, thanks, mate. Take me through this. Sound engineering, is it a degree? Capital BBC. Is that the short story? Yeah. If, yeah, if you want to do the short story, that's it, really. And so when did you get into radio? Like, when did you first start producing? Yeah, in October 2016. Wow. I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I was at a job before that, so the, the uni that I went to, um, the course started in January, and it was only a two-year um, degree. It was still a, like a, a normal university degree, but it was only two years because I did summer classes, so I could squish three years into two years. Mm, clever. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was intense. It was really full on two years, but I'm glad I got it done. So I graduated in January, and then I didn't end up in capital till October. So there's nine months there of of looking for a job, volunteering in studios. Um, so I, I ended up working for this magazine. It was called Live UK Magazine or something like that. It was all about live music, mm-hmm. and I, I became their subscription manager. Basically a sales job. I had to call people up and I had to let them know who we were, what we do. Are you interested in the subscription? And get people to sign up on the phone. Yeah. It was basically a sales job. But I got my I got my foot in the door at this magazine and I did it for a few months. And um, an opportunity came up for me to volunteer at studio. Um, so I ended up going to this studio, even though he wasn't really too keen on me doing it. That kind of annoyed me, to be honest, and made me want to do it more. <laughs> and um, then when I came back to my job on Monday or whenever it was, I thought, I really, I don't want to be here anymore. I need to do something different. And I just kind of had this light bulb moment where I thought, I'm talking to these people every single day. I've got contacts on this database in front of me. 
for Channel 4, MTV, Capital, BBC, every big media outlet in the country. So I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in touch with these people. And I started sending emails. No one got back to me. So then I had another light bulb moment where I thought, people like getting letters. If you have something in the post and your name's on it, you're going to open it. You wouldn't just throw it in the bin. You wouldn't just hit delete like you do on an email. No, it's too risky, isn't it? It is. I mean, especially if it's a brown envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use brown envelopes, but... Okay. Um, yeah, I just thought I, if I send out some letters to people, maybe I can I can get a foot in the door. And so uh, I wrote about... Yeah, I wrote about 80 or 90 letters to some of the companies I've just mentioned. And I just said... Um, hi, I'm Sam. I'm really keen to work in radio or TV or whatever it was. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just wanted to stop doing what I was doing there and work in media somewhere. And I said, by the way, I make a great cup of tea and the first one's on me. And then I put a tea bag inside the letter. Well, it's thoughtful, right? Amongst all the emails, you know, it shows yeah, I some, so, yeah. some thought. Yeah. And that, that is genuinely what I thought I would have to be doing to be to become a tea boy. And I was happy to do that because I wanted to absorb all the knowledge of where I would end up being, wherever that may have been. So Capital got back to me. I had an email from I had an email from the head of events, which is who I sent it to. Her name was Siobhan. And she put me in touch with Ashley. And she said, you know, I don't deal with audio, but I can put you in touch with Ashley Bard, who's head of production at Capital. And then he got in touch with me and uh, said, you know, do you want to come in for a chat? Do you have any work that I can hear? That's when I immediately started SoundCloud and I thought, all this stuff I've been making over the years, I need to put on there immediately. Mm. I'd never shared any of it. I've been composing and writing music and mixing stuff for like a good five, six, seven years at that point. But I'd never shared it. I was quite conscious of putting stuff out there that I was worried what people would think of things I've been making. It was so eclectic as well. Sometimes I'd write something that was rock or sometimes pop or sometimes like a hip-hop beat. And I was just composing on GarageBand and Logic on my computer. So mm. I didn't think it was going to be the best quality either. So I put it on there and then Ashley got back to me and said, you know, come in for a chat. And I was incredibly enthusiastic when I got to walk into the building and see a radio studio for the first time. And he told me what they do and... He showed me one of his promos he was making. And it was at that point I just knew I want to do this for a really long time. It's five in the morning. From born to burn, I was born for this. Give me that rush. Now I'm lying on the cold hard ground. Because I love the adrenaline in my veins. Radio 1, workout anthem. For me, there's a correlation between the guy who goes, how do I get someone's attention here and make an impact and what we do for a living now? Yeah, there is actually. <laughs> there really is. I didn't think about that, but you're so right. You know, thinking of a different way to grab someone's attention because the same old route of finding a CEO's email and sending them an email obviously wasn't working, so... No one's ever said that to me. That's quite interesting. I've never thought about that. Capital, great team, big brand, BBC, same thing, massive brand, great team, very different brands. How was it going from Capital to the BBC just stylistically? Yeah, it was very different. Um, 
I mean, I mean, Caput was so good at doing the doing hit music radio really, really well. BBC is a lot broader. It's a public service that's paid for with a TV license by people up and down the country. So they have to offer a range of programming that is beyond what Capital would do, which isn't better or worse. It's just different. That's why they have a rock show. They have a they have a dance offering. They have a BBC introducing. They have all these different eclectic programs that have to have to hit a big audience. They're one of the biggest metal bands of our generation. They've performed at massive festivals and huge arenas. And now, hear them like you've never heard them before. Slipknot, live from Maida Vale. It's the Radio 1 Rock Show with Daniel P. Carter. Here it's Sunday at 9pm. Did you have to unlearn anything, if you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Can you share some of the things? Um, yeah, so even in Pro Tools, like working, working to the grid and being so rigid and mm. it works so well when you're, you're working with a bed at 128 and you want to make a really hot CHR promo. Mm. But then if I'm doing something where the music isn't so rigid and it, especially for a station like Six Music or even stuff on Radio 1 with indie bands who, you know, the music isn't bang on time, so... Slip mode has kind of become a thing <laughs> instead of grid mode. That's a good one. It's almost like the grid mode became a crutch, and it is for a lot of producers, by the way. Yeah, there's there's definitely differences there. I've had to kind of unlearn some of the things that I've done for so long in terms of being stuck to one template, and that's why Capital Sound is so consistent and so good because every producer works on the same template. You You build your own channels and add little bits and bobs if you need to but you don't start messing with the master chain or the vocal bus or whatever. You you pretty much stay in your box and that's how you get that great sound. But the rules were just completely released at Radio 1. They encourage you to mess with the vocal bus or to add something onto the master or to change whatever you're doing in the processing of your template. I saw this really nice smile on your face just then when you said that the rules are relaxed. It's like a free man. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, I wasn't. I was never angry at Capital about being in that box because it, it gave me that consistent sound every every time I made something, and it meant that if I wanted to then boost the creativity on something, it would it would stop me from going too far. But it was nice to be able to make something and then try and teach myself how to. Do something different. In times like these, music is an undeniable healer. There's never been a better time to unwind in some seriously lovely, mellow music. On Sunday nights, Radio 1's Chillest Show with Phil Taggart. This is where you get some sonic relaxation at some of the best music anywhere in the world. And on Monday nights, it's the Power Down playlist on Radio 1 with me, Annie Mack. I feel what you feel when you're far Listen on Sunday and Monday nights from 7. Well, I know Matt Fisher is massive on letting everyone have their own sound and their own style. You know, in his episode, he actually talks about being, I think he says he's really against crushing that out of people. Um, And, you know, you can hear that in the BBC production. I think that's what makes, that's part of what makes it so good. Let's talk about some of your production here. The anthems opener is outstanding. Yeah. 
Great harmonic mixing. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, how long would you spend on something like that and were the songs given to you or did you just go crazy? No, I was told, because um, it, was, it was previously called Radio 1's Greatest Hits and this was about two months into me joining and Matt approached me and said, Greatest Hits is being rebranded into Anthems and then it's going to be this umbrella of programming, workout anthems, party anthems, chill out anthems, whatever you want. Um, explain what it was, what it previously was, and what it was going to be, and it was just a big rebrand project. And he said, "Do you want to do it?" And I thought, "Absolutely, yes! Like this will be amazing. Like I think I'll be comfortable making this, and I can show off a lot of creativity." They didn't provide any songs. I found some music that I really liked. I worked closely with the head of programs, uh, Alid Hayden Jones, Radio One. And I just tried to tell a story with these acapellas because I thought it's all well and good me having all these great random vocals in there in key. But the story kind of started to tell itself because there was one particular um, acapella I started with and it says in the summer. I think it's Childish Gambino. And then from that, I just started to unravel this story and try and create an opener that would not only rebrand what Greatest Hits was, but fit into the theme of when it was launching, which was in July. So I wanted it to be summery and feel really fresh. Sounds great, man. What do you think makes a great promo? Um, I think a good promo is something that will make you stop doing whatever you're doing. I try and, th- I try and think of it like when you're going to the movies and you're eating your popcorn before the film starts, when you're talking to your girlfriend or your mate or whoever. You need something that's going to make you actually stop and watch something and be interested. And then once that trailer's over, you turn to your friend or your girlfriend or whoever and you say, I really want to go and see that. Mm. So I think it has to have an element of suspense and surprise and excitement. Radio 1's Big Weekend, I think, would fit the bill. Yeah. Radio 1's Big Weekend. In your home. Forget about packing a massive case. All you need is your underwear. You might not even need that. Oi, oi. Do you want to sleep in a tent? Put it up in the living room. You might even get lucky. But I'm camping by myself. Radio 1's Big Weekend. UK 2020. The one for all of us. It all begins with the Radio 1 dance stage. Listen live Friday night from 7 on Radio 1. Do you think you know, like, when you start making a promo, do you ever get that tingle where you're like, ah, oh, this is, I'm feeling this, this is a good promo, I'm onto something here? I think that happens if things start to just glue together naturally. Like if you pull a drop in and it happens to be in the same key of what you're working on. I think that's a good sign. If you pull in some drums or something like that and they happen to be pretty much the same tempo, these are all good signs for me. They tell me that I'm going in the right direction because it's easier. It makes me think I'm I'm going in, I'm going in this direction and whatever I seem to use is going in that direction with me. Mm. But there are times where I have to make things work where it doesn't seem to work and I really want it to because I thought it would be really cool and I built up this idea in my head of what I thought it would sound like and it doesn't work. So you have to go back to the drawing board. 
I think when the idea's right and the producer is sufficiently experienced for that task, then normally it does glue together pretty well, but not always. And we all have those moments where we're working on something and it just, it's not that the idea is bad. It's not that we're not experienced. It's just something's not working. What do you do in mm. those moments when you find yourself just gridlocked? You have to rely on the team. You have to get a second pair of ears or a third or a fourth or a fifth because you're, you're, it's, it's like writer's block, isn't it? You're stuck. It's not working. You need someone else to come in and say, why don't you try this? Get rid of that. Put this in. Uh, it happened to me a few times. Um, Treasure Hunt was a, a thing, a campaign that Radio 1 did back in October. They do these creative projects every few months. And basically it's a way of driving a lot of listening to the station because it's a project that will go on either for a day or a few hours or a few days. Treasure Hunt was this huge campaign they launched where you had to find one golden ticket that would get you access to Glastonbury, Redden and Leeds and Big Weekend. This one ticket gets you into all these festivals. Three huge festivals. Glastonbury. Reading and Leeds. Radio One's Big Weekend. One golden ticket to get you in. That was a really interesting project to work on one that I'm really proud of because I got to use some music that's completely different to anything else I would have used on any other promo I've ever done it's basically movie music the golden tickets will be hidden around the UK all you have to do is be the very first person to find one Radio 1's Treasure Hunt the search begins Thursday morning from 7.30 there was a point where I thought this isn't tense enough this isn't dramatic enough like the music is it's really, really intense and feels like something's about to happen, but the voiceover isn't matching and what I'm doing with the sound design isn't working. So I actually called on Matt's help for that and he came in and he said, you're rushing it. You're really, you're rushing the message way too quick. So he just said, space it out. Do some really cool delays, like build up the suspense. And so um, I took my time with it. I was just never taught to do that at Capital to spread the message out because obviously it was a commercial station. So time is money, I'm man. Thinking, I've, got, I've got 30 seconds. I've got to squeeze in everything as I can, as quickly as I can, get as many messages as, as I can to benefit the client, you know? So even being at a commercial free station like that, that was a big gear change when I, when I moved over, I had to start thinking differently about, yeah, there is more freedom, but what do we do with that time? It's pointless mm. just using it for the sake of it. Well, you're still trying to maintain an audience's, yeah, you don't want to abuse their abuse their uh, concentration or trust Yeah, just start wasting their time. And we don't want to abuse the fact that we don't have a time limit on promos, so I don't have to end exactly on 30 seconds, but that doesn't mean I can make it a 50-second promo for the sake of it. You know, everyone loves their branded intros and, um, man, BBC know their way around a branded intro. Ready? Do you spend a lot of time on these? I do. I do. I think it's important because Radio 1 doesn't use a lot of IDs and sweepers between songs. When I was at Capital, they did, and they, I think they still do. One. So they really rely on those ramps and those power intros to brand the station. The only other time you get in a Radio 1 kind of ID in there is maybe in a promo or in the top of hour. 
So I think it's a really important time for us. They do use, they, they have IDs as well that they do use sometimes, but not that often. Yeah, I think the ramps and power intros are really important because it's a good way to brand the station and embed itself as part of the music. BBC Radio Yeah, I love the slickness of Radio One, man. I mean, we work with Imager. It's definitely worth mentioning that the stuff we make wouldn't be possible without them. We assign them however many power intros to do a week. And they they deliver every time. They know the sound really well. And they're the ones who also stick the sonic one in there, which is really important. And then I work on some ramps. And sometimes if I see a power intro that I want to make, I'll make it. That's the point where I can experiment with a new technique, pull out a plugin I've not used before. Um, I can try something different that I then might use in a, a promo or whatever later in the week. So I think it's a really good kind of playground space for me to try something completely wacky and weird and I'm having a lot of fun lately with um like guitar amp plugins. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Like, they're so much fun. Like Yeah, if you're layering it, so you've still got like a nice clean yeah. track, but then you're layering it in the background, it just gives it this nice this really nice texture, right? Yeah. I mean sometimes I don't do layering. Sometimes I'll put it on a hundred percent and I'll just, just have this really crushed, out. distorted sound. Yeah. And then I'll put like a nice but from a different voiceover, I'll put a clean one behind it. Mm. But I think sometimes it's okay um, if you make it really aggressive and shouty. I mean, it depends on the song. So for a rock song, obviously, I'd do that. Over Adele. But I've surprised myself. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I've done it on an R&B track or whatever. I don't know. I really like that plugin because there's so many possibilities with it. And it's not always aggressive and shouty and crunchy and overdriven. It can be clean and spacey and delayed and stuff. So, yeah, I've been playing with that quite a bit lately. Get up, get up, uh. Asian Network Breakfast with Harp's Core. Harp's Core. It's time to wake up. Here we go. BBC Asian Network. It's the Breakfast Show. Morning. Three, two, one. Let's go. There's a lot of creativity in your production. Thanks. Nothing to me, and I know you're not going to send me any of the shit bits, but everything's got a lot of dimension and you can hear a lot of thoughts gone into it. When you get a script, do you sit down? And just think about it for a second. Like, what's that initial process when you sort of just get the the creative juices going? Um, for a promo, like yeah. A for a promo, hmm. is there any that you're talking about in particular? And maybe I can talk about it. Well, how about the listen live on BBC Sounds promo? BBC Sounds gives you access to Radio One wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. An upbeat soundtrack for your workout. Woo! When you're singing along, maybe in the shower. In the kitchen, pretending you know how to cook. You definitely don't know how to cook. You're all right. <laughs> when you need a bit of company while sliding into the DMs. Why are you looking at me when you said that? Because you know it's true. Discover all the stuff that you never normally get to hear. Listen to Radio 1 live on BBC Sounds. We had to change that a lot because that was around the time of lockdown. Yeah. So like the there was a line in there when someone's giving you a weird look on the bus, you know, and that would be a good time to put BBC Sounds on and kind of distract yourself or mm. find yourself an escape. Suddenly makes no sense. No, well, a lot of people are looking at people weirdly on buses now, so. <laughs> 
uh, we had to take that out. But yeah, for that script, um, a lot of the script writing that I do for Radio 1, I, lately I have been doing with Liam Hadley. But I find when I write with Liam, there's a really good back and forth. And we we could say to each other, oh, have you got five minutes later to write out this script? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, like, we'll do it later on. And then we end up spending like two hours coming up with all these different ideas. Because he knows um, he knows Radio 1, the presenters, really well. Mm. So he knows the kind of things they would say, what they wouldn't say. He knows all these niche little interests and like things they've done in the past that like might really hand themselves nicely to making a cool promo. And I just come at it from a completely kind of blind perspective of how about this? Would they say this? Would they do that? Because I don't know the presenters that well still. I've been there a year, but um, Liam's been there a long time and he knows the station a lot better than I do. So we end up writing stuff together really well because we've got that completely polar opposite kind of um, knowledge of of what we can and can't say and what we can and can't do. So I'm often trying to throw stuff out there that's really kind of out there and maybe they wouldn't say on the BBC and he reels me in a bit. But then he does surprise me with, with some of how wild his ideas are too. So, yeah, I like collaborating on script writing because I think if you write something and you don't show it to anyone and you've committed to it and you record it and you get it back and then it doesn't work, then you're screwed. What are you going to do? You have to get the first bit right. So, um, yeah, that promo, Listen Live on Sounds, I was really keen on making something where you could hear people in different spaces. And obviously the whole point of listening on sounds is you can pick up your phone and take it wherever you want and, mm. and still listen to Radio 1 or whichever station you want so um yeah i i was really keen on making it sound like it was in different spaces in your bathroom in your kitchen um in the shower or whatever it was yeah so i was really keen on doing that and then it all just kind of unfolded you know when i did the kitchen bit and i got these great lines from scott and chris about the microwave thing so i put the microwave sound mm. in there and Greg sung me a line about scrubbing or soaping in the shower and I thought that was really cool so I'm going to put that in there and um, put some nice little sound effects of the shower and stuff there's a lot of fun we can have with stuff like that and I think that's the most important thing in that promo is just for it to sound fun and really easy it's so easy to just we click on apps all day long Instagram, Facebook, whatever so I think it's really easy to know that click on BBC Sounds is another option and it's just as easy to do that as any anything else on your phone. So yeah, that was a really cool promo to work on. And I've had a lot of good feedback on that. So that's really nice. One, the time has come. One, two, three, scream. Broadcasting to millions. On BBC Sounds. Get ready. To experience a festival like no other. How you feeling? You good? And it goes all something like this. It's BBC Radio One's Big Weekend. UK 2020. The one for all of us. And how about you? Not even four years into the game, what's next for you now? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I'm really happy where I am right now, though. And um, You should be. Killer team. Amazing brand. Yeah. There's still so much more to learn. There's so many programs that I've not worked on, so many projects I've not done. And I'm constantly... Um, texting Matt or Ben to say I'd love to do this 
or I'd, I, I hear an opener and I think, can we remake that? Can I do that? So I'm still just as eager as I was to begin with because I really want to put my stamp on things and and have a go and, and put myself in territory where I've never worked before. So what's next is I'm I'm hoping to stay at BBC for a bit. Um, and then ultimately, I think I'd like to work in Australia. Get you down here. I've not I've not made that a secret to. Uh, I think half of Australia knows <laughs> I want to move over there. <laughs> but there's definitely something I want to do. My girlfriend Emma is from there. We want to move there one day. I've been a few times. We've had some beers. You know. Yeah. We've had some beers in Sydney. It was good. Um. And I love Australian radio. I feel like Australian radio is a really good hybrid of like UK radio and American radio. Like it's got all the slickness and the good quality of like UK radio, but it also has all the like quirky, weird, jokey bits that American radio has. I feel like the content is is similar to like American, like especially stuff like Carl and Jackie O and stuff on Nova and even on Today, like... I feel like all the presenters are quite loose and jokey and you can really feel feel when you listen to them, they really are mates and none of it's put on and fake. Mm-hmm. And you can, that comes across in a lot of American radio as well. But Australia is a really interesting market for me. I'd, I'd love to work there one day for whichever station that would take me because I think it would just be a whole new challenge and a really interesting experience. And I'd love to be able to take what I've learned here and bring it over there. Well, man, three and a half years on the tools just blows my mind. Your work is is right up there with someone that's been producing for a decade. So cheers to you and all you've done so far, sir, and uh, might get you down here to Australia one day. We could have more beers. Yeah, maybe. That's really surprising you said that. Thank you. And thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Always good to catch up. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Massive thank you to Sam and uh, the entire team over there, um, for giving me a little bit of time and showing us how it's done. If you want to get in touch with Sam, he's at spwickens on Twitter or soundcloud.com slash spwickens. I'm at Dom Evans AU on socials, and until next time, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. <laughs>